everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Jacks Cast, episode 6, here once again with Nightwolf's Den. Uh, say hi. Hello. And today, after a while of not making a proper uh, Jacks Cast episode, uh, I figured let's just have, you know, a nice and you know just simple conversation about the Nintendo Switch. This is not really a scripted thing or anything, it's just more of wanting to talk about our experiences with the device itself, maybe if there's any games we'd recommend, just, you know, the the whole thing about it, or maybe, you know, pros and cons. And like always, I'm not the best with the intros, so glad I got that part out of the way, uh, and I think overall we could just pretty much start talking about it. So. Is there anything you want to start off with? Oh yeah, the thing I like to start off with about the Switch yes. is that um, since it launched back in 2017, what's so intriguing to me is that it still has momentum going for it. Yeah. If you know what I mean by that. I mean, it's, that. it's still gaining like hype. Yeah, it's still gaining hype. Like, like the idea of what kind of games are going to be out next for this thing kind of like is what's always in my mind. Like, oh, is there going to be a new Kodakura skin? Like, my expectations are like, not like i wouldn't say hi but like i'm intrigued like i want to know what's coming next because the switch is like everything like what i love about nintendo consoles it's gimmicky it's fun their games are fun to play there's many exclusives to choose from and then they're also Uh, tapping into the indie games market which i was kind of surprised when they allowed indie games to get into the eShop. but at the same time i thought that was pretty cool yeah indie games which has expanded the library of games there's so many games for the switch switch it's not even funny mm-hmm. but the you know again the thing that like interests me the most is the momentum that the switch still has two years in from its launch you know it still has momentum going on for it. i mean it's only been out like two years two and a half yeah. years but it still has so much momentum and potential going for it also i get to see this console lasting maybe the next like five or six years I honestly, I think it might go on for longer because I think it's going to be like the next Game Boy. Yes. Because it's either, it's either we're going to have the Switch for, like you said, maybe another like five to like, you know, around five years, I guess is a good median or no minimum. But then later on, they're going to make more implements of the Switch. Like the Switch Lite was announced earlier this summer. And I, and also they've kind of been teasing the Switch Pro, but... We got nothing on it. The only thing we did just get was just words saying that future switches are now having bigger batteries because of a different processor. Kind of a shame, though, that I can't really trade in my switch to get it. But at the same time, I'm not going to fully complain. Yeah. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, the switch. Um, I think if they released the switch pro, that would be a good thing. Because here's why. All right. There are some games. In terms of handheld mode, that don't run that well in handheld mode, or don't look that good. Yeah. So there, so if there's a switch. For example, a game I like, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Okay. But that game, that game doesn't really look that good in the. Uh, looks horrible in uh, uh, to be honest, in a handheld mode. But on TV, it looks beautiful. Um, also, I say it's one of the most beautiful Switch games. Uh, but I feel like having a Switch Pro would like kind of like fix issues like that and like certain performance issues that the Switch has. Um, yeah. Switch, the Switch, like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not expecting to have, like, 4K games on the go, but I want at least 1080 yeah. games on, on the go. 1080 is so, the modern standard. 
Yeah, well, it's only 720, so... 720, it's like, I know it counts as HD, but it's also just kind of like, it just makes it to HD. It's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's considered HD at a pity. That's how I describe 720p. Right, and um, what bothers me is, um, what, what was I gonna say? What bothers me is just like certain games don't run that well or look that good in handheld mode. Like, the Switch has to like sacrifice certain things to make the game run faster. Yeah, especially whether the battery. It, yeah, whether it's the way the game looks or the frame rate. I don't really so. play handheld mode a lot. I don't. I normally just play it on like the TV. I play it in both. Uh, I play it in handheld quite a lot actually because I like sitting on my bed and just like having it close to my uh, screen. And it's just it's really it's a good it's really interesting convenience. I mean, um, yeah. It's just my issue is just more like I guess you we can all. I mean, I'm pretty sure someone out there will try to come up with a joke with this. I got big hands. And when I hold on to the Switch when it's, like, on the handheld mode, just sometimes, like, when it comes to YouTube on that thing, like, yeah, like, something as simple as that. That's something that's easy and I won't complain. But I recently tried Cuphead on handheld mode, and for me, it almost just kind of felt like it was better with stuff like that for maybe, like, a child's hands where they could easily grip the Switch better and then have, like, a better placement for their hands to hit the correct buttons. Well, there's something you have done. Uh, there's some things that like not many people understand about the Switch. It's that um, the idea of having a hybrid handheld console does appeal over here in America, but the appeal is even bigger in Japan. I mean, it's amazing though that like you could do so many things with the Switch, like play it as a handheld, use it as a kickstand, you know, like connect it to your TV, plug it yeah, to yeah. your fridge. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is just that um, the whole idea of the handheld is like the reason why the Switch is doing so well in Japan and anywhere else in the world because it's a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, the idea, I mean, we're going to be getting, you know, we're still pretty young right now, but as we get older, we're going to have less time because of we're going to be working and stuff as we're older. And yeah. just the idea of having the Switch going, being able to play on the go is a... Uh, is a really com good convenience for a lot of people these days, especially uh, older adults that love to play games. Um, yeah. The Switch is a really good convenience. But what I was actually trying to say is, is that um, Nintendo, they're, really, they're more focusing with the Switch. They're trying to focus more on, I really feel like they're trying to focus on their home market more than, like they're really putting a huge like effort into their home market. Because if you didn't know this, the Japanese game market is changing. Okay. Um, How so? So, first off, PC gaming is wow. extremely niche in Japan. Really? Yeah. Like, so there's no, there's no Japanese PC master race. Like, I know they're all about Japanese engineering from Nintendo and PlayStation, but I have Nintendo no idea. Nintendo dominates gaming. Nintendo and Sony dominate gaming in Japan. Okay. I mean, that part I knew, but I guess I forgot about... We never mentioned PC, so I guess that should have been a... I don't know, a sign for me. Right. Console console and arcade dominate Japan have dominated Japan since the eighties. Um, yeah. I mean I've been aware that they have like a huge market for arcades. They do. Probably the biggest in the world. Um yeah. their market has changed from uh consoles to uh handheld because Japan has the largest mobile gaming market in the world. 
and so the idea of the Switch being able to play, oh crap, we can play Nintendo games on the go, because like people like to play games like, yeah, especially in Japan, like when they're on the train going to work or something or going to school, you'll you'll see like a lot of Japanese gamers like playing on their the Vita was pretty big over there because I'm bummed yeah. out it didn't work well here. That's because th- that's a topic I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, All right. here the here the focus is the Switch. Yeah. All I'll say is, it was such a shame. I thought it was better than the DS. Even though we only had two games, everything was just so crisp on, like, the screen. And, I mean, yeah, I had the issue again where the buttons were too small for my fingers. But still, that's all I guess I'll say about it. Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is uh, that the Switch partly made to focus on the Japanese gaming market, which has, like, for the most part, become mobile, a large majority of it. So, because like, like, lot there's lots of Japanese exclusive mobile phone games. Like they play games on their phones, and they play games on their 3ds's. Yeah. You know, gaming in handheld mode is handheld gaming is bigger over there than it is over here. Um, it's becoming bigger over here. I mean, I, I also really, just think that mobile gaming, like on smartphones, are pretty much just big anywhere. They are big anywhere, and I'll get into that. Mobile games in the West have changed the way we view mobile gaming over here. You know, so people don't see the need to get a 3DS or a Switch because people see a need now to get a Switch because, like, oh, I can play games on my TV and on the Switch, yeah, on and on the go. You know, but if it was just a handheld, people would just have the idea. Well, why do I need a handheld system if I just need if I can just play games on my phone? Just like to the average kind of consumer. Or... Yeah, in the back of my mind too, I when it comes to mobile gaming, like before the Switch came out, I had a fear in the back of my head thinking like, it's like, yeah, playing games on a smartphone is nice and all, but everything is just way too gimmicky and like everything seems nice at first, but then all of a sudden you come across something where it's like, uh-oh, you need to pay us additional money to do this thing or use this exclusive currency in exchange for actual currency. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, just all this gimmicky bullshit. And I was afraid that that's what mobile gaming market was going to turn into after when, like, the DS and Vita were, like, fully dead. But then when the NX was revealed to be the Switch, just as soon as I saw the trailer... I immediately was like, I bet this is going to change the game for mobile gaming. You're right, it has. Um, that effect has been seen mostly in Japan because Nintendo, like, the Switch is so popular over there. It was so popular, like it still is popular over there, but like when it first launched, like, you couldn't even, like, they were sold out like everywhere in Tokyo. Like yeah. you couldn't even find one, which is, that, that's insane. So. I, I went as far as to going to the Nintendo store in New York to get mine. Yeah. Um, Not I on the premiere day, if anyone's going to ask. Yeah, I, I got mine on uh, online. So. You got yours online? Yeah, hang on. I just need to let my cat out. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I heard him getting your attention earlier. This is one text-to-speech transition to allow Nightwolf to move his cat. Meow, by the way. But, yeah, like with me, it was just like one day... I was like, I want to get the Switch. I have enough money for it. I got a friend to give me a ride at the place. And, like, they just dropped me off in front of the store. And I wait online. And I was, like, the third person on that line. It was, like, 2017, like, 
midsummer was when I was there online. And I didn't care if I had the colored Joy-Cons or the regular Joy-Cons. Just as long as I can get it, preferably in the colored Joy-Cons, I was happy. And then just like the store owner just opens like both the doors being like, Oh yeah, if you're going to pay in cash, go on this side of the store. If you're going to be paying in credit or debit, go on that side of the store. And I was the first person using cash. So I think I was like one of the first people that day to get a Switch at that right. store. Oh god, the Switch, it is one of my favorite systems. Right, and um, so in terms of the Switch, like since we talked about like, you know, how well it's doing. Yeah. Uh, like some of the like some again some of the cons I have with like I've mentioned before, yeah. are that uh just some games don't look that good in handheld, um and kind of like that kind of bothers me, uh because like they look so beautiful on the TV. I want I want consistency. Yeah. With my Switch isn't the Switch also at like nine hundred p? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just not. It just feels weird to me saying nine hundred p. It just doesn't feel right, you know. Right. You know, and uh, so with the certain games, like this, all the Switch's exclusives are built, uh, are being built specifically for the Switch. And usually, when that's the case, um, that really does show you what the hardware can do. Uh, because if a game's being built specifically from the ground up from the, for the Switch, um, it will show you what the uh, graphic capability, graphical capabilities of that system yeah. are. And we can see that the graphical capabilities of the Switch are pretty impressive, which we can see in Mario Odyssey, the Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, if it could, Breath if of the, the Wild. Could, Breath of the Wild. If the Switch could run freaking The Witcher 3, that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, I forgot they announced Witcher 3 for the Switch. Yeah, to me, that's still like the shock that that game's coming to the Switch. Because that's like a open world like because people say that's one of the best games of this generation i haven't personally played it me neither i might give it i might give it a try sometime in the future but i just know it's big triple a game that people actually like rather than big triple a game filled with gimmicks that normies play or the pros constantly you know play and gatekeep i am more when i look for games i'm looking for uniqueness variety and fun yeah and nintendo has that they have variety on their systems. Um, just for me, whenever I see a game, just if it's if it seems fun and it has good reviews, I give it a shot. I'm not too picky. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too picky either. Just uh, that's why Nintendo is my favorite because um, they give. I, first of all, they have so many franchises and IPs. Oh yeah. First of all, that's why. So which means more like so many exclusives. They have a lot of creative people like on standby. They do. Personally, one of my favorite Switch games I, that has recently come out was uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I highly recommend. Uh, I'm still playing through it, but it is honestly uh, one of the best. I think it's one of the best Fire Emblem games. Yeah, I, I remembered on the, memory. I remembered on the third episode. I think yeah, 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 yes, it was the third episode of the podcast where you were showing like in, like some a lot of anticipation for the game. I remember yes, you uh, being excited. Yeah, and it's very different from any Fire Emblem games I play in some Breath of Fresh Air because, you know, there are some game mechanics I wish were still there, but, like, you know, yeah. change, you know, although I do have personal, like, stuff about change, you know, I'm pretty sure many people do, but change sometimes can be good. 
But uh, all in all, the game is very good. I give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, that sounds like a pretty solid rating for someone, you know, well, for me, I'm talking about myself. Uh, that sounds like a pretty solid rating for someone who's never played a game in the series. I, I would give most of the Fire Emblem games I play like 8 or 9, 8.5s or 9 out of 10s. Okay, so it's like an average, like, score that you'd give the games. And uh, 8 is actually above average. Uh, yeah, okay. 8 is, like, great. Like, you know, if it's, like, an 8, that must mean, like, it's a really good game. I'll get to game recommendations in a minute. I just want to talk about, you know, some of the cons. You know, I really had to think of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, a, I got a few cons. The cons I have with the Switch are, what I mentioned before, is that the how certain games run in handheld mode and how they look. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much, like, the like the big one that lots of people talk about. Yeah, and then the other thing is is uh, the battery life could be better. I mean, uh, to, to their defense, they did improve that by fixing up the, the, the future Switch models, so the battery is a lot better. Future Switch are, like... Like the Switch Pro. I'm sorry, not the Switch Pro. Wait, you didn't hear that they uh, they fixed the current Switch? Oh, they fixed the current Switch. Oh, I'm late on that. I have not been on the internet that much. Okay, I'll days. I'll just make this brief then. For anyone who bought, uh, obviously, like when you're listening to this podcast, we're talking 2019 right now. Uh, if you bought your Switch, I think it was after July 17th you are allowed to trade it in like through mailing it to Nintendo. I don't actually know the full thing that they do. I think they might have it on their website somewhere or just do the proper research. But all in all, they're doing a thing where if you bought your Switch after July 17th and you have proof with like a receipt or some documentation, Nintendo, without any cost, I think you just pay for shipping, give them back your Switch, and they will mail you the Switch with the new processor, because with the processor that came out when the Switch launched, it caused the system on handheld to burn a lot of battery, so with this new processor, it still performs just as good with less basic, with without your battery suffering a beating. That's what they did. And, right. I, and also another tip uh, for anyone listening, uh, Normally, overall, the box does have, like, mo a majority of white in the background. They said that if it's a majority of white, that's the older model. If the majority in the background is red, then that is the new model. So avoid the white one if you don't want a smaller battery, which, who does? It's 2019. No one wants anything small. It's always bigger is better, for the most right. part. Right, right. And, uh, you know, so I guess that complaint's out of the way. That was fixed, but... Uh... Yeah, but still, it's a fair complaint. Uh, another con that would have to probably be other than that, those two I can't really think of anything else at the top of my head at the moment oh I got one so yeah, but you can go ahead with your cons yeah my con like it's this is not necessarily a con about the game or like you know the games or their library just one of the biggest cons that I have is that they have friend codes and I mean, they've had friend codes since like the DS, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's basically just like this, I'm, I'm just kind of explaining for someone who doesn't know. It, it's basically like a child proofing thing where 
you know, kids can't just, like, randomly friend strangers online to the internet or talk to strangers. So friends could, like, meet up or exchange these friend codes to just friend through their DSs. Uh, I don't know if they did it for the Wii U. No, they didn't do it for the Wii U. For the DSs and Nintendo Switch. And it's a good idea, but that's not an option to have it on or off. You always have to have it. So, like, for me, like, I'm almost 20, all right? Like, when this comes out, like, I'm definitely almost 20, like, around the corner from that. It feels weird to me having to use a childproof system to friend someone online. And the only workaround with that is connecting your Switch to your social media just so that it could just use that to know whoever you and someone is following you back has a Switch. And you could, and I mean, I've friended a few people through that. I just don't like that system. Maybe they should have implemented that if you have your Switch with the parental controls setting. I think that would have made it better. Honestly, I'm not the best with these kind of things. I don't know really. I can't think of an alt alt alternative to working a way around the friend codes. Just, I'm fine with it if it's on a kid's Switch, but I my Switch is my Switch. No one else owns it. It's just mine. I you know, paid it with the money that I worked hard to earn. And it's it, it just, it's something minor, okay? I, I'm not trying to say that this is the worst thing the Switch has ever done. It's just, it just feels sometimes ridiculous. I mean, can you agree with that? Yeah, the friend codes is a little unnecessary. I wish there was a better way of just adding your friends on the Switch than yeah. just friend codes. I mean, I don't think I have any other uh, rants about the Switch. I mean, because, I mean, you kind of brushed up on some of the other ones. Uh, just off the bat, um, I feel like, though, when you typically turn off your Switch, uh, this is just another con, too, where to there's two ways of turning off your Switch. You hold the home button, something pops up on the right side of your screen, and you have one power option. That says sleep mode. It's not off, it's asleep, but it's technically still on. Or you could turn it off by pressing the power button on top of the switch. And, you know, that's a good alternative. Well, I mean, okay, it's just there. The, the Where my rant is coming from is when you're on the TV mode and you want to turn off your switch, if you don't want to walk up to your dock, you only have sleep mode. You don't have sleep mode and power off. It's always sleep mode. Yeah, I just want to. I, I just want to turn it off. That's all I right. want. That should be an option. There should. That should be just an available option. You shouldn't should. even have to be complaining about it. It's that no questions a... asked. I never would imagine, like in the year 2019, one of the complaints I have for modern technology is a power button or just like i don't it, it, i feel like i'm talking about the amazon alexa like i feel like i feel like i'm almost like turning into alex jones now i need a tinfoil hat right now because i don't want to be like that kind of crazy person going up to my switch being like nintendo switch do you work for the cia are you involved in putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay <laughs> i know i got right. got a bit heated but i think that just kind of proves my point right right it's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, well, as you can see, me and Alex Jones here uh, both, <coughs> um, both um, agree that uh, the Switch has some flaws. It's not perfect. 
Yeah. Um, one more flaw that I can think of is probably just the online. And then the, like, I haven't bought it because I've heard the complaints about the online of how it doesn't run that good. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I feel like it. Nintendo should, like, fix that by, like, letting, like, working with Microsoft since they have a partnership with Microsoft now. And, like, yeah. Microsoft handle, like, a lot of, like, their servers, which would, like, be a good thing because, believe it or not, Xbox Online is, like, actually pretty good. Um, I've never had a good experience with an Xbox, but I think also because my model, there might be something wrong with it. Well, I've, for, for me, Xbox, like, like they're good at, like, online services. Um, All right, I'll take your word for it. I, ha- I have no complaints of, uh, of the community. Yes, I do. But of the, of the like, of the, of it running, well, yes. Every community is toxic in some way or some form or another. Every community can be. That's a fair but, point, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, just throwing that out there. But, uh. Other than that, the Switch is a pretty good console. Probably one of my favorite Nintendo consoles of yeah. all time. I, I can agree li- with that. Has a great library of games, and I'm hoping there will be more great games in the future. And I hope that they bring back a lot of their old IPs that haven't been around. Like I mean, all Kid we Gris. can really do is hope. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. It's alright. Like Kid Icarus, F Zero. Or Golden Sun, or Chibi Robo, or whatever else. Uh, there's many franchises that uh, Paper Mario. I hope they fix that on the Switch. Please, I'm hoping some greater power out there. Please give us a good Paper Mario game. I mean, like, like a kind of game we want, not like Color Splash or Sticker Star with lame combat systems and bland stories. You know, I mean, this one like sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. I'll let you finish. Um, like the Thousand Year Door or Super Paper Mario or the original one. Like, give us ones like those. Those are such great games. Like, oh my god! Like, if you want an idea of like what a great art, what a great RPG is, those are great RPGs. Those are they're just, they're just great games. You know, yeah, great games, but. I asked, honest to God, please, Nintendo, fix Paper Mario on the Switch. Give me, give me a good Paper Mario game. I see a lot of potential for Luigi's Mansion 3, and that looks amazing. I'm definitely excited I, for that, and I've never owned a Luigi's Mansion title. Oh, that's that's interesting. I, I, uh, but, um... I love the GameCube, and then everyone acts like I'm talking, like, blasphemy when I say, I've owned the GameCube, and I've never had Luigi's Mansion. It's not blasphemy, and not everyone's played it, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's you know, you know, anything else you want to say before we get into game recommendations? I mean, what I was gonna say was to kind of say something towards you, where you were saying that like you wished to have all the older IPs somehow get revived, or I mean, knowing Nintendo, they don't really remake or remaster anything, but some kind of revival. As a good way, I guess, to look at things, like, 2019 so far, like, as of, like, the last few weeks, has been kind of an interesting one because there has been, like, the, you know, the Rocco's Modern Life special that came out in the Invader Zim movie. I mean, honestly, the Rocco's Modern Life one was okay, but the Invader Zim movie stayed true to heart, in my opinion. But enough of that. 
Like, at least stuff like that is now possible. And I think that maybe when a big corporation makes stuff something like that, when they get all of this positive publicity, maybe it might also inspire some other companies to be like, yeah, you know what? We had some good IPs that worked out really well back then. Maybe if we just actually remake something or listen to our audience for once, maybe we could actually do something right for our community and we could basically make like another like billion dollars. I know I'm exaggerating with billion, but I think you get my point. Well, yeah, it's not just... It's exactly that. Um, you know, a lot of the reasons a lot of things are getting made nowadays is because there's a lot of fan outcry because of the internet. Like, they like there's so much, like, people, fans complaining. Like, they're able to see it a lot easier because of the internet. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the, the Switch... You know, for now, the lineup of games that the Switch has for this year and early 2019 seems pretty pleasing. You know, um, yeah. but like I'm wondering what they have like for Beyond. That you know, all we know of for Beyond is the sequel to Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is probably their biggest game in development right now. The whole idea of bringing old IPs back—it's because it's so long that we've had them. Yeah. There's no, like, franchise fatigue on them, so it feels fresh. It's like recycling fresh air and somehow, when it's done correctly, making it fresher. Exactly. So there has been something good, like something like, like, uh, like, let's say they make a new F-Zero game and, like, like I'm hoping they make a new Star Fox game, F-Zero. I want all these franchises to come on the Switch because... I think that will give the Switch a lot of variety and it'll make a lot of fans happy. Yes. You know, that just adds to the library of games. That's a really good idea for Nintendo to utilize all, and I mean all, of their franchises. Uh, that would just make them them stand out. Um, you know, Nintendo has a motto of gameplay first, which is... A good thing and a bad thing? A good thing and a bad thing. Kind of like with the Pokemon... I'm not gonna fully. I'm not gonna the you know the the whole hashtag national decks where like you know people were complaining that the latest Pokemon game is getting kind of half-assed with the Pokemon that's gonna be in it, where it's like not the full amount of Pokemon, but like they're only limiting certain Pokemon from getting into the game. Right. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, okay. Uh, something like that, I guess you could say. Uh, but um, no, my main. My main point is that it gives us, it will get the Switch a lot of variety, um, and that Nintendo does focus a lot on gameplay, uh, and that is a good and bad thing. Yeah. Because when there's ideas that are really good, and Nintendo shoots them down because oh no, that focuses too much on story. I think they honestly need to. Yeah, gameplay is what makes a game, but like, if, if a good idea comes about. It has so much potential. Don't waste it. Make that game. I think you could say gameplay is what makes the game, but a gameplay with a good story is what makes a great journey and adventure, making it almost better and more of a purpose. Right. You know, and that's starting to change a bit with Nintendo because they're getting like younger, like uh, like. So I bet you didn't know this. The creator of uh, Zelda and Mario. Okay. Shigeru. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. He's a legendary uh, game designer, honestly. Very beloved man. The, very beloved man, probably 
one of the most important game designers of all time. Uh, but there's just one problem with him. What? He's too old. He doesn't understand modern, like, standards for games now. Like, he thinks, like, oh, video games should only be about gameplay. Like, forget about all the depth and stuff. Like, you know... I mean, sadly, it's not the 80s anymore where you have to put the story in the booklet because you could easily just say, like, you designed the game, like, for the NES, and then after the game's done, come up with a logical story to include in the booklet. Right, and the fact that Nintendo shoots down, he's like a Nintendo higher-up, so him and those kinds of execs, if they shoot down ideas for games, you know, like, having that, like, idea of gameplay first, only like gameplay first, like then everything else. I feel like that makes sense kind of, with Smash Brothers. That, that there's an exception. I'm saying that's why it works, and then it doesn't yeah. work. It's a good and bad thing. Um, it stops all these other ideas from being made. So I'll give you an example. One game that people really enjoyed was Kid Icarus Uprising. That was on the DS, right? 3DS. 3DS, uh, yes. And there's only three Kid Icarus games. Honestly, I, I wish that there was more Kid Icarus games. <laughs> Um, because that's a really underrated series. Um, but Kid Icarus is like a beloved game. Not because of its gameplay. Its gameplay is... It's okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of problems with it because of its, of its gimmicky nature and stuff. And Nintendo, like, tried to, like, do this thing with the 3DS where it was kind of annoying to play the game. Oh, what, like the motion control stuff? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I remember they tried also experimenting with motion controls. Yeah. With but, the 3DS, um, not just the Wii and Wii U. Yeah, what I'm saying is that um, what people loved about Kid Icarus Uprising, people loved the writing of the game, like the characters and the story and the humor, and that's impressive for a Nintendo game because, you know, Nintendo doesn't really focus on that, although that's what people loved about it, was the, was the writing yeah. and stuff. So, you know, I'm hoping we get a good, like, you know, like, people want more of that. You know, like, I'm like, hey, Nintendo, like, you're missing a big opportunity to make money here. Yeah, Nintendo, I love you, you got to get your priorities straight. Get rid of that policy. It's, like, stopping you from all this untapped potential of all these great ideas that you probably get constantly. Yeah, you just allowed us to make Let's Plays of your games, so now listen to us. Like, having that policy really blocks the creativity and vision of games. Yeah. That needs to stop right now because like if you to, to honest to god of what makes a great game you need to let the visionary work it out and let the creativity flow because that that in the end is what makes this medium so unique or any medium like shine is the creativity and ideas and passion that people have yeah and if you only focus on the business and like oh like gameplay first like policy you're really missing out on all these great ideas that could be filling up your library and like probably being like like all these like sleep like amazing games that could be like out yeah so but that's just me that's just me because i I want to be a game designer i mean yeah i get you with that also like while we're at it with nintendo like i i could i also kind of realized that we also did go a little bit of a drift with a nintendo rant but i also just want to throw in this uh Maybe when someone makes a uh, a fan game with your characters, uh, don't immediately try to pursue them legally. 
Right. Because there's been so many good, like, fan-made games that people were made. They're ba- it's almost like them <laughs> writing a love letter to you, and you respond back by, like, calling, like, the SWAT team. Where right, it's what's just, crazy about that is that if... Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, it's fine. What's crazy... Like, I understand if they're making money off of it. Yeah, that's what I was going to go on, too. If it's finan- if it's if they want to make money off of it, different story. If they're not, if it's free and they're just doing it for fun, it's a passion project. It's a love letter, kind of thing. Yeah, that should you should you should you should be like you know what these people are really talented. Why don't we take them in and see what kind of ideas they have? And and, and re- sorry, I got it's I, right. I got I got excited to say something. My bad. I know. And just one more thing I want to bring up. Other companies have done that before. Yes, like Capcom did that with um, Resident Evil 2. The Resident Evil 2 remake was originally a fan idea and project that was being made by fans. I recently learned about that, too. It was a love letter to the series, right. And uh, Capcom was like, you know what, why don't we make this an actual thing? They, they, they contacted the people that were making it, and they're like, hey, you guys want to actually like make this a real thing? I'm like, hell yeah. So like, well, that's one of the reasons why the game turned out so good is because it has so much fan passion put into it. Yeah. Honestly, and that's what you need to make great games, is passion. Yeah. Sorry if I got into a little bit of a rant. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, if anything, we both kind of got into a bit of a rant, but also kind of just more of a fair discussion on Nintendo and our opinions about it. Speaking of which, um, Nintendo, uh, you know, back to what I said about other people... Uh, making stuff out of the inspiration for your games. Like, uh, you know, like, even though it's not the 90s anymore, you know, you could also try to maybe work with the people that make these games for you. Um, you know, you, I, I, I get it, okay? You don't like Mario is missing. You don't, you know, like Hotel Mario was just a huge mess. But, you know, just maybe work with the right people that have made really good fan games for you. Because maybe you could turn someone's fan game into an actual good title, and maybe if if so, maybe you could actually end up on the Switch. That's what Resident Evil Two basically is. You know, yeah. ima- imagine Pokemon Uranium became an actual game. That was the first thing that came to my head with Nintendo fan games. You know, like also, I thought that was a cool game. I, I can't even play never it played it, but by the time I went to download it, Nintendo pretty much got it taken down. Yeah, the only game I could think of that like Nintendo kind of like took and made like they didn't contact the developer like the people that made it was it was the Samus Returns game it was that Metro 2D Metro game I've never heard of that one. Oh well it was a 2D Metro game and then uh, that was Nintendo took it down and decided to like I think they were already like making their own game okay uh, it's the Samus Returns on the 3DS with that, you know, that game? Mm-hmm. Nintendo made. Well, there's a fan game of that before that game came, came out or was announced. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, uh, so so I think maybe rant aside, uh, I think we could also get to another part of the, the Switch discussion and maybe talk about some of the games that we've been playing on the system that we would recommend and maybe also kind of just give in our little two cents on what we think of the games overall. It doesn't have to be a full in-depth thing. It could just be just like, oh, I have this game on here and I like it. Just something simple as that. 
with maybe like a minor explanation. Something simple. Right. Nothing right. like essay oriented. Right. All right, no problem. So, I mean, would you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll let you decide. You can go first. All right. Uh, one of the things I recently purchased for the Switch. Now, before I fully say the title, I'll, I will say this. I am not really someone who will purchase a game twice unless if it's a really good game and if it's a game I would really, 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 really recommend. And I recently did that with Cuphead and I've really wanted that on the Switch. I mean, same for you, Nightwolf. You've also wanted it on the Switch 2 for a long time and the day recently came this year when they added it to the Switch and I loved it playing on the PC and I bought it for the Switch because I feel like that's a great game to have just in general, not having to worry about, you know, having to worry about bringing a laptop or playing it on your PC. And I've been playing that a lot on the TV mode. And I've just been having a blast. And, you know, I've played Cuphead around the time when it first came out. And to this day, it still feels so rewarding to beat a boss and to complete a level with all of the hard work and effort you have to do the people who created the game they really knew what they were doing by making a game that has such a great replayable like incentive they just know how to motivate you to play it all over again even when you die showing you how far along the level you got whatever phase from a boss that you got up to it feels empowering knowing how far you got and it inspires you to keep going and honestly, I think that whenever I've had rage moments from Cuphead, seeing that little incentive genuinely kept me going when I probably would have just rage quit off the bat and, you know, just put the controller down and just walked away. But that little incentive keeps me going. And it's, it's such a fantastic game. And honestly, I, I've never made a top 10 list for my favorite games, but I would definitely put Cuphead on a top 10 list for a game. Because it doesn't just feel like I'm playing a video game, but it genuinely does feel like I'm also playing a piece of art. And Cuphead is like my number one, and even though I only had it on my Switch for a short time, you know, I, I strongly recommend it for any Switch owner. Uh, you know, preferably I won't really say normie gamer, but if you want to give it a shot, be my guest. Just if you have some gaming experience... At the minimum, then, you know, I recommend this game. And even if you have it on PC, I genuinely recommend also rebuying it for the Switch. Because it is such a great and fantastic game. Even, I think you could also play with the Joy-Cons. How fitting would it be to play with a friend with the red and blue Joy-Con for Cuphead and Mugman? This game was made for them. And I'm finally glad that they were put onto the Switch. Okay, well, there was my rambling for Cuphead. If... What... what what is a game or games that you would recommend, uh, Nightwolf? Um, I, I got very passionate there. That's all right. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, definitely. I'm into collecting games, so I collect games for the Switch as well. Yeah. I would recommend Fire Emblem Three Houses if you're just looking for cool games to play. Definitely the obvious ones, Mario, Super Mario Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild. Those are obvious. You know to play those. Oh, yeah. Fire Emblem Three Houses, like I really recommend playing, and then another game I I want to recommend, but haven't played yet is uh, it looks so good is uh, Astral Chain. Yes, and that's coming out real soon. Um, 
and I want to highly recommend that. So, like, I can't right now because it's not out yet. But once it does come out, and if I enjoy it a lot, I will definitely recommend it. And I really think I am going to recommend it. So, I will think I'm going to love it. So, from the looks of it. I mean, I feel like they put in so much work and dedication into the game. I would be surprised if it doesn't do well. It's probably going to do pretty well. Um, I mean, because it's not like the Switch has anything else this month going for it. And, like, you know, it's a, pl- it's a game by Platinum Games, and it has, like, big names tied to it, like uh, Hideki Kamiya, who's a, a, a game designer. I think he's the supervising producer for it. Okay. And, uh... And the the lead game designer from Nier Automata, which is a game a lot of people love. I forgot his name, but the lead game designer for uh, uh, let me look up his name. Oh, there we go, Takashi Tora. Okay. Um, to, no, Takahashi Sa, yeah, Takahisa Tora. Uh, is the lead was the lead game designer on Nier Automata, and um. Nier Automata is a really popular game, and a lot of people like it. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a pretty big names attached to it. And there's also a, a famous uh, mangaka, a famous manga artist working on it, on okay. the art style. That's why it has that anime look to it. Okay. So there's a lot of big names attached to it. And, like, this game, I have a feeling, is going to do really well in Japan just because of the way it looks. I mean, especially in Japan, the anime aesthetic over pretty much sells. Yes, because that's actually what Japanese gamers prefer, which will be an interesting topic for another episode of the Jack's Cast. Yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. That sounds like an yeah. interesting topic. Yeah, but but I would definitely recommend Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and a lot of the exclusives that are out for the Switch right now and that are coming out. Okay. The so I'm pretty. That's pretty much my recommendations so i recommend like a lot of games highly uh there's so many to choose from yeah that's about it for me all right i mean i I do have one more uh game recommendation and and i'm really glad to say personally for me as someone who's never pre-ordered a game with my own money before i've had a game pre-ordered before but it was a birthday gift uh, the first game I genuinely pre-ordered was for the Switch, and it was Super Mario Maker 2. I'm not sure. Did you ever uh, play that, Nightwolf? I did not, uh, and I can see why people like it, though. I give it a strong recommendation. If you've played Mario Maker on the Wii U, it's basically that on steroids. At times, it can feel a bit dull, almost like the regular Mario Maker on occasion, but there's still so much to really just experiment and toy around with. And I'm surprised to say that even I've uh, I've built stages on the TV mode, surprisingly, because I know that there's Switch protective screen stuff, but I never really got one. So I always am just like so cautious using like my finger on like the touch screen. But, for, but using it, making a level on the TV does feel a bit janky, but after a little while, you kind of just get used to it and it just almost feels a bit normal and fluid. Like, when I get a new capture card, that'll be definitely a game I'll be streaming a lot. Whether if it's just, honestly, I just stream myself, like, making levels. That's kind of one of the big things I'll see myself doing with that. And, you know, because I I, want to get Mario Maker content in general. 
And from my experience with the game, it's definitely significantly better than the original Mario Maker. I'm currently working on another level right now. Uh, I mean, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll leave my creator code in the description if you guys want to check out my levels. Uh, it's basically just an ice level where you got to just collect a bunch of coins before you get to the goal. Very simple, but also incredibly rage-inducing is what I'm aiming for it. I'm kind of a sadist in Mario in Mario Maker. Uh, that's kind of a I have yeah that was kind of a bit of a shorter thing to ramble on about, but uh, my strongest recommendations for the Switch overall is definitely Mario Maker, well Mario Maker Two and Cuphead, and I'm not gonna ramble on this one, but definitely Smash Brothers Five. I mean. Come on. Oh, yeah. Smash it's, Ultimate. It's Smash Joker Brothers. From Persona 5. Yeah, and I mean, I main him too. And I, I mean, I'm not going to ramble on about Smash Brothers because I think we could always just, we, we could pretty much say Smash Brothers, I mean, I think at this point everyone knows the whole gist of it. Just every character that's ever been in Smash plus a handful of new characters and third party DLC characters. I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, personally, I, I want Minecraft Steve in Smash ironically and unironically at the same time but i'm not going to complain because i'm surprised that they were even able to put banjo kazooie in the game uh but yeah that's all my recommendations those three games yeah um i think uh i'm, I'm pretty sure you probably want to be the one to say that but uh, i actually have to uh get going oh yes of course i'm sorry uh Pretty so good. yes this has been the sixth uh, episode but before Sorry, sorry. Uh, yes. I just want to say, but before we end off, oh, okay. Why don't we um list off uh, the exclusives coming to Nintendo Switch for the rest of the year? Oh, the exclusive. I mean, I don't even have the list on me. I I I have the list. For oh, goody, goody. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think that'll be a proper way to end the, uh, the podcast. On, can you put them on like the screen, like listing them off? Yeah, order. yeah. For for like, any of the video listeners on who's listening to the video version, you could check it out on the screen right now. And uh, for any of you audio listeners on SoundCloud and Himalaya, uh, sorry, but you you won't be able to see anything. But we'll be kind of reading them off, so at least you get that. So the Switch lineup so far for the uh, for twenty for the rest of twenty nineteen that I could that I I could name right now are um the first switch exclusive that's coming this month right now uh is a uh, fire uh, not fire emblem that already came out uh is a uh, astral chain which is my personally most yeah. anticipated switch game of this year mm-hmm. then after that is a uh, daemon ex machina what is that one it's uh it's the one where you're fighting in a mech and stuff sounds familiar uh that's one of them uh, they released like a like a beta or something for it where you could play the game and like try it out and give feedback. All right, that's coming out next month, uh, and then after that it c- comes out uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, I and like then, the toy uh, aesthetic. Yeah, and then um, what comes out after that is uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. I mean, especially since it's coming out in October, that's just an ideal time to release it. Right, right. And uh, another one that's coming out is, um, after that, is uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Oh yeah, I forgot that franchise was still going. So did I. 
Tokyo 2020. Yeah, and then uh, after that is probably what is a very, very controversial topic right now and we talked about before is, and honestly, I think it's going to be the Switch's best-selling game of this year, even though we have the divide right now. I still think people will buy it. Uh, is uh, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. I think people are going to buy it regardless. It's just more of like... I don't know. Like, I think that they've been working hard on, like, so many stuff for the game. But I think when it comes to the whole stuff with, like, the Pokedex and what Pokemon are actually in the game, I think what the game has done overall with all the new features, I honestly think that could actually make up for the lack of some of the Pokemon that's not in the game. Yeah, I agree. And I'm open to it. And I mean, if if the... I, I, I want to make this clear. If the game comes out to be total ass, like, I'm fine if you quote me. But I'm just saying... I think it's going to be a great game. People, when, as soon as a game releases for like a week or two, people are going to be like having a little bit of a fit just being like, I buy the game, but they just don't have all the Pokemon I want. And then, and then people are just Sorry. going to kick it under the rug and then pretend nothing happened and then say, you know what? This actually isn't a bad game. And if it fails and it sucks, I don't care if you quote me. I don't care if this part of the podcast gets clipped and then people try to use it to bite me in the ass. I don't care. I'm standing by this. Let's just hope I'm not wrong. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> all right. I get you. I get you. But, uh, yeah, those are the list of games coming out for the rest of the year. And beyond that, that I could think of is uh, No More Heroes 3, which I'm pumped for, and uh, the new Animal Crossing, which both come out in 2020. I've also never played an Animal Crossing game before. Neither have I. I can see why people like it, though. Yeah. So I'm hyped for No More Heroes 3 because I like No More Heroes. Very funny game series. I think you would enjoy doing a stream of that in the future. I remember when we did the podcast on E3, like when you requested to put on the game box for No More Heroes, and like seeing some like clips and like screenshots of the game, I do have a bit of an interest for it. And I will give it a shot. Whether if it is for a video or a stream, I'm fine either way. Just, I definitely want to give it a shot. All right, no problem. All right, so yeah, I guess that's about it for uh, me. All right, so I guess now it's time to wrap up the podcast. So this has been episode six of the Jack's Cast. Thank you guys for watching. If you enjoy the podcast, you know, make sure to follow, leave a like, depending on whatever... Uh, you know, platform you're using to listen to the podcast. This podcast can be listened to on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Himalaya. Uh, so yeah, you got so many places to listen to this podcast. Uh, thank you again, Nightwolf from Nightwolf's Den, from joining me once again for this episode. And while I'm at it, just one brief thing to say is I also have uh, Jack's Cast logo tees in the description below, all over on Teespring. <laughs> Bless you. Over Thank on you. Teespring, also a Jack's Cast mug. Uh, if you do ever, if you guys ever do want to check them out or even purchase them, uh, they will go towards helping out the podcast and my content, and like you know, earning equipment pretty much. It's basically just to help my YouTube channel function and also help put money in my pocket. Because especially trying to put this sound, trying to put this podcast on SoundCloud can be a pain in the ass when they request a fee. So sorry for the SoundCloud listeners who don't always get to listen to the podcast episodes on time because of the, the money fees and bullshit. Uh, so with that rant aside uh, and that little ad 
out of the way. Like I said before, Jack's Cast episode six. You know, had a great episode. Uh, what's happening next episode? Not planned yet, but regardless, my name is Jaxby. Uh, once again, wrapping up the Jack Cast, and I hope to see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah, and uh, don't forget to subscribe to my channel. So. Yes. How could I forget? Nightwolf's links will also be in the description below, too. All right. See you guys later. All right. See you. Bye.